the center. Eichel cutting in on goal. He shoots. It's goal! Takes a shot. He scores. Eichel was there again, and I think he tapped it home. And Buffalo has a two-nothing lead. Who take a look? Trying to get it in front. He does. Knock free. The rebound. Giroud to Van Riemsdyk to Giroud, back in front, connecting, he scores! Oh, beauty of a rush by the Flyers, and they finish it off, connecting the tip at 6-2, Philadelphia and orange and black onslaught here in Buffalo. How's it going, everybody? This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, back again for Season 3, Episode 17, and I am Joe and I have Luke next to me in the studio, and things are not looking good no. for the Buffalo Sabres right about now. Losing five in a row, a complete and utter meltdown against the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday afternoon. And tonight should be an easy one. Tied for last should place, be. LA Kings. The Flyers it game should, should be. have been an easy game, too. So if they don't win this game tonight, I think... We use music to open this show to set the tone for the hour ahead that you are about to listen to, and we sincerely hope that you picked up the message of what today's intro music told you. Things are not looking good. I would be lying if I said my expectations have not been tempered, and I feel like maybe everything I've been saying on the show has been with a tad of insincerity, because now... I'm right back to questioning this team again. Mm-hmm, and I, I need to stop. We get one taste of success. I need to stop jumping to conclusions. I need to stop you it. You see, I'm a case of not preaching what, not practicing what you're preaching. Correct. You see, I, I've been saying don't get too high, don't get too low since the beginning of the season. And I got too high. Right. Way too high. And uh, I hate to say I. I do, they're not a top 10, le- 10 team in the league. I'm sorry yeah. to say it. They're yeah. not. Let's face it. I mean, uh, but then I said this to you before we went on. It could be a week from now. A week from now, they could be world And we're right again. back to yeah. saying this team is, is, is in top form. I think I was kind of the opposite way you were, where I was telling myself out loud, I was telling people, Oh no, this seems real. This seems real. Yada yada, I'm tweeting. This seems real. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh dear God, please keep this up. Mm-hmm. Can we just fast forward 50 games from now, please? And I think I was kind of sheltering myself from that, that sadness. I, it it was a defense mechanism. In that Flyers game, I had I could only watch the first period because I had to go to work. And going to work after the first period, I'm like, geez, they're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch the first period, they dominated the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers got, uh, it was JVR, he got a nice goal right off the faceoff, completely caught everybody off guard. It was a nice goal, must admit that. But 2-1 to one going in to the second period, Eichel had 
two goals, a very nice first goal, and it was a nice play. Good passing play between Skinner, Reinhardt, and Eichel, and Eichel just rips one. It was beautiful. And then the second goal, Lawrence Pilot shot from the point, and Eichel tips one off the shaft of his stick. So, I mean, they really outplayed the Flyers. I thought it was they should have murdered them, judging by the first period. I We just watched the highlights now, and it was... It was ugly. How how do you end up melting down like that? I don't understand. We got beaten by Anthony Stolarz, a goaltender who is still wearing his Lehigh Valley Phantoms gear. Yeah, he's still wearing his minor league gear. Mm-hmm. And he is he even the starter down there? I don't think so. They have Carter Hart. Right. I would assume that they're giving him the majority of So, at the above. very least, we lost to a goaltender who is splitting starts in the AHL. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're not keeping up with the Lehigh well, Valley Phantoms. The thing is, but... they're not scoring. <laughs> and this has no. been a problem. The I mean, scoring During the streak, they were getting secondary scoring. It's just not happening anymore. The I think the past how many games in a row has it been where just Eichel, Reinhardt, um, and Skinner are five five in a <laughs> row. That's that's it. Like Oposo has been invisible. Casey I mean, Middlestad he has been Oposo has had a good season, in my opinion at least, but he his production has just stopped. Mm-hmm. Middlestat, although I don't think he's looked bad, he hasn't been noticeable, and the points aren't coming. No, and Sherry. He just came back. I thought he had played a couple nice games, but something's got to give. They got to change something up here because clearly it's not working. I'm still feeling a lot better about our bottom six than it was last year. Oh, I, yeah. It's not, you know. Absolutely. Because it would be even worse if we had those guys, obviously. But I would like to see some more anything out of Sabotka, really. Berglund, I wish he was all that he was hyped up to be. We heard how he's oh he's a safe fifteen goals. Sure, okay. He fell off a cliff this year. Yeah, that's the only explanation yeah, he was because sure. he's like I expected at least ten fifteen out of him mm-hmm. because look at he's I mean he's only like thirty thirty one like he shouldn't be like dead yet. Mm-hmm. He always scores fifteen to twenty goals. I don't know what happened. But... I still like Gergensen's and Larson. Mm-hmm. I still think they're very good together Rodriguez he's been drawing penalties he moves the play but he needs to score obviously um I haven't even seen Pominville I know he's been hurt but Mm -hmm. I mean this is what his like second came back or something yeah I think he he came back for the Flyers game and let's not discount the other side of the coin here the defense is hurt yes I think I think they're really missing McCabe they won since he is when, since he went down with that injury? I don't think so. I don't remember when he went down. Yeah, it's been... I, they definitely have... I don't think they've won since he's been out. But, I mean, Matt Tennyson's playing. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Miraculously, uh, Zach Bogosian is not one of the guys that is hurt. Mm-hmm. They're playing Bogosian too much. He's getting way too many minutes. Well, it's him and... I, it's I, I agree. He's, with he's, been, he's been okay. I don't think he's been bad by any means, but... He should not be playing 20 minutes a night. I think he's been great with Darlene. I've loved that pairing. They're it was really been, bad to like, start, but I think they're definitely... Well, they, they have chemistry now. That's pretty obvious. They they play like 25 minutes a game, and I like it. It's 25 good minutes usually. They don't really make mistakes that I've seen. 
from what I understand, I didn't get to watch the game, but we watched the condensed game before this, and Matt Tennyson was as dreadful as he's talked up to be. He got burnt by Michael Roffel. He is a, ever, you know the expression human pylon, correct? Mm-hmm. He is a human traffic cone. He is a pylon. He, I, he's the worst defenseman in Rochester. One of definitely one of the worst defensemen in Rochester. I don't know how he gets called up. Gooley or Borgen would have been a much better option. Give him a look. Heck, I'd love to see. Like, I'm going to the game tonight. I spent good money on my seats, and I didn't pay ninety dollars to go watch Matt Tennyson pl- attempt to skate around the ice and play hockey. I mean, we have three really stable defensemen playing right now, and that's Ristolainen, Dalin, and Bogosian. I think Bol Yu has been fine. I, I, I like you got to give Bol Yu a partner, though. He's been good this year, I think. You can't play him with Matt Tennyson and expect no. anything of him. I See, I, I the legend of Matt Tennyson had <laughs> pretty much only been a myth to me because last season, was a, last season was so bad, I stopped paying attention at some points. So I never really got to see him play, thank God. And I didn't get to see him play on Saturday either, but I'm going to get to see him play tonight. And I'm going to be uh, tweeting probably a lot about mm-hmm. the dreadful. And they didn't thing lose the game because of Matt Tennyson, okay? Like, you can't. He's not the scapegoat here. Nah. Like, we were watching like May the Raffle goal where he gets that was the, bad. The it might been, might have been the Weiss goal, but, but you can't blame the entire loss on poor Matt Tennyson. You but, can't give up a shorthanded goal. Yeah. A three-on-one, shorthanded. Right. You have a 2 nothing lead. You can't lose that at home. Mm-hmm. And then the goal where it goes off Bogosian skate. Yeah, Allmark had no chance on no that. Chance there. Allmark was trying. Anyone For anyone who wants to blame Allmark. You're not what you didn't watch. He was trying to get over and mid. Sh- yeah. He had the trajectory of the shot mapped out, but it just it took a weird hop, and Bogosian was in the wrong place, wrong time, as was Allmark, and it went right through. I don't think there's – how can you blame Linus Allmark? on this game. I just, I don't get it. He... Are people actually doing that? Well, I don't know if people are, but I, there's got to be some people out there blaming him. There's no way. He he made many good saves in that game. You heard one of the stops in the open that we made, but mm-hmm. yeah, they got a... I mean, the last time the Sabres lost by four goals, they beat LA 5-1 to one the next night. So, maybe they can mirror uh previous history do you think or at what point should this team consider a mid-season trade to try and acquire some kind of scoring because we're in a spot we're in a good spot at the moment in the standings mm, that's a good question kind of been floating around i feel like they're not going to make a move for a while i just don't see it they need a center they really need a center. i think moving middle stat down the lineup giving him less i mean Better matchups would be a better idea. Mm-hmm. Like put him on the third line, like or maybe get him a winger who can score too. Right. Or maybe even you, heck, this might sound crazy, but maybe taking Skinner off Eichel's line, putting him with Middlestead, because Eichel he's gonna produce no matter who he's playing with. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe wouldn't be opposed. Shift, maybe you shift Reinhardt and Skinner down with Middlestead to try and get him going, and then Oposo and Sherry up with put Eichel. Oposo with Eichel. I want to see that. And you're right, Sherry, too, can play there. Because Eichel, he, he's on pace for 98 points. He's mm-hmm. going to produce no matter who he's playing with. Mm-hmm. I At this point, give it a try. I mean, 
it's not going to happen yet. I know, I think morning skate is going on as we speak right now. I doubt that there's any line changes or anything. And also, speaking of that, uh, Carter Hutton back on the ice. Again, they sent Scott Wedgwood back to the minors. To my knowledge, I don't think any of the injured defensemen are coming back up yet. Now, there is reason for hope tonight and the next game with Arizona. Uh, LA's leading point getter is Andre Kopitar. I don't know if he got any points against Detroit yesterday, but last time I checked, he was at 18. Jack Eichel has 36 points, or it might even be more now. And the Kings lost the Red Wings last night. Right. Now, the Kings, if you look at their point totals as a team, it is horrific. It is bad. It is terrible. They can't score. They're extremely slow. They're old. They have tons of bad contracts. They're not going Tons anywhere. of bad contracts is an understatement. Yeah, that's... <laughs> understatement of the year Mm -hmm. they're not going anywhere after that is arizona they may have just lost auntie ranta for the year i think aiden hill aiden hill and cal pickard yeah because darcy kemper's hurt as well Mm -hmm. so we could very well be seeing aiden hill who has not been bad though yeah but still uh it's the goalies like that that the sabers often struggle to get shots on and when we face the Lightning, for example, when Vasilevsky's out, the games that he had to take advantage of, Louis Deming, he had a good game yesterday against he's, the Rangers. He's, been, he's won his last three, I believe. Right. Maybe even four right now. No, you know, he's on a five-game, or he's on a personal six-game unbeaten streak, they're saying on the commentary yesterday. Uh, Connor Ingram lost the game for them, the one that they lost. But when you face guys like Louis Deming, who I, I still don't like, I think he's horrible, and you only get 18 shots on them, but 18 of those shots are goal, or four of those shots are goals. That's when the Sabers they don't take advantage of facing these these less than average or average goaltenders. When you got to get shots on them, you have the speed to do it. You have the offensive playmakers to do it, and they don't get shots. And I think with Cal Pickard possibly starting tonight, that because quickly, Cal Peterson, Cal Peterson. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Peterson, Peterson. Yeah, with quick playing yesterday too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Picker tonight. You got to get not Picker. I'm sorry, Peterson. Peterson. Uh, you got to get shots on him. And with Aiden Hill, a guy who we got to test again on uh, on Thursday, it is against Arizona. So I just want to see us perform better. The Sabers are not skating today. It looks like an optional skate. Mm. Uh, Allmark and Hutton out there. Scandala was in a white no contact sweater. Also, I believe Ellie and Hunwick were skating and. Allmark went off the ice first. Pretty good indication that he will be the starting goaltender tonight. Okay. So Now, what what purpose is it, if Hutton is still not healthy enough to start, why do you keep him on the bench? Like, what happens if worse comes worse and he has to come in? Well, he's probably ready. They're just going to give him another, another, rest another break. And I think Allmark deserves another start. I why think not? so, too. Yeah. He's been good. I mean, they, they give up six goals. Six you leave goals, your goaltender but... on an island like that yeah. and... Remember, he gains confidence against a mm-hmm. bad offense. So, Kings tonight, I believe, yeah, 7 o'clock face-off in Buffalo. I'm scared. I'm scared. We have on the board up there, and I want to ask you this, and to our followers, maybe give us some feedback as well on Twitter. We've been getting great responses. Does If we beat L.A. and Arizona at home, does that mean anything to you? Those wins, they're two bottom-feeding teams. I mean, Arizona's better than they have been in the past, but they're still a bottom-feeder. Do those 
really mean anything. I mean, it's going to feel good getting two wins if we do. Can't just cut conclusions how I've been playing. But you, you get four points a little bit up on the competition at the nine spot. I don't think they mean anything. You have to win those games. That's plain and yeah, simple. Yeah, it's like there's no moral victories anymore. You have to no. You have to win them both because you're trying to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you got, you just got, those are teams you have to win against. And if you lose, if they drop these next two games, I, my my confidence right now in this team is probably, like, still kicking at, like, a 75, 80% right now. If they lose, if they drop these two games against the Kings and the Coyotes, 50 it's gonna be a hard like, 45 for me yeah <laughs> hard 45 50, 45 i mean they gotta win these games you had and i want to see like a meltdown by the kings tonight i want to see cal peterson give up seven goals we gotta come out po'd a little angry yes. tonight mm-hmm. come in they can't be last year's sabers where they stick their head in the sand and mm-hmm. give up you know what you gotta you gotta go out there tonight and i want to see I want to see Skinner score a couple goals. He's been off the score sheet for a little bit. Whoever was doing the Twitter for the Nashville game, the one where we had the power play where we kept dropping the puck back, I I, I think it was that game. But gamely comes to mind, that that word gamely. We're so gamely where I don't want to say lackadaisical because I I say that a lot, but we're just lazy, and you can't relent on teams like LA, like Arizona, you still got to respect them, but you got to respect them for what they are, and you got to take advantage of that. I think, and I'm 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 terrified. That I feel like they maybe they went into that second period taking the Flyers lightly. Yeah, I, they had to because the Flyers' know. defense was dreadful. Their goaltender let in a snipe from the half wall, and I think it just comes down to. Having to control the game tonight, having to keep possession, and not getting lazy, especially in the neutral zone, especially in transition, because a lot of times we do, we don't, we still aren't a very good breakout team, quite frankly. And I want to see the power play do something tonight besides let up a shorthand goal. Yeah. Yeah. If, because I, the last time I went to a game was the home opener, and I just wanted to cry in my seat. You went too. You I went was to there. The home opener as well. And it that was the worst Sabres game I've ever been to in my life. It was bad. It was and not I, a good game. I went to like ten games during the tank year, but then again, I had a Tyler Myers jersey that was converted into a Connor McDavid jersey. Mm. You remember that? I remember I, that. I yeah. It to yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, those were the beginnings. Yeah, those were the beginnings. Mm-hmm. So they haven't. The Sabres have not won a game while I was there since uh, 2016. Really? Yes. 2016. Wow. They have not won a game. Don't since go I've been tonight. There. I know. People have been telling me, do the right thing. Don't go. But yeah, the last time I saw the Sabres win a game, it was in overtime where Eichel scored with one second left against the Hurricanes. Oh, Remember okay. that? That was a good game. That was a fun game. I was at the, the Vegas game earlier this year that we won. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. That was fun. Yeah, but. I was geez. at the game where we finally surpassed 500. Really? That's good. For the first time in. Yep. I threw Millennium. my hands up in the air. I was like, we're 500, 500. Yeah. See, can they break the streak? You see, I haven't sat in front of my friend, my good friend, uh, 
Marcus in a while. Remember the guy that advocated that the Sabres should use tennis balls in practice? Oh, yeah. If you've been, yeah. if you've been listening for uh, probably about a year now, this guy who always sits behind me whenever I use my family season tickets, whenever the, the odd opportunity that I get to use them, I sit in front of this guy. And I've been sitting in front of this guy for like 10 years now. And he's just so annoying. But, like, you get used to him yeah. after a while. Just like, He's the lovable drunk idiot. He's not he's, he's just not, weird. He's just okay. really weird. He always he has his catchphrases like clock him and like he has a weird obsession with Romans. He's always like, "Oh, the Romans would love this. The Romans would be pleased." Like whenever there's a brawl breaking out or anything. So, Marcus, if you're listening, miss you, buddy. Yeah, I still like the tennis ball idea. No. I don't think you it's cannot, bad. You cannot talk me into <laughs> an NHL hockey team practicing with tennis balls. It doesn't make not, any sense. I mean, certain drills. You're not going to shoot You're not gonna shoot tennis balls at the goalie. But if you're practicing, like, you know. This isn't peewee hockey. These well, are, no, these are NHL still. players. They shouldn't have to practice with tennis balls. Oh, my I God. Know. Okay. But anyways, uh, before we move on, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Just Edition Hockey. You can use my promo code for 10% off of your next order. Go over to justditionhockey.com and use code MARINO, M-A-R-I-N-O, at checkout for 10% off. And check out their winter line. Lots of new hats, shirts, winter hats. Perfect gift for friends and family for the holidays. So definitely check that out. Also, special deal, the bundle pack, the TCB collaboration you can get that for 65 bucks even cheaper if you use uh this code at checkout for 10 percent. you'll get the money ball shirt that has the lottery balls that won the sabers rasmus Dahlin on it that's a good one and also the swedish defenseman long sleeve as well as the dalid the Dahlin hat who ha- that has the the saber swords on it plus the swedish crowns in between it so that's only 65 bucks you can get it even cheaper than that you get three items for less than 65 bucks. Not bad. So you definitely go check out their website, follow them on social media, and use code MARINO for 10% off. Absolutely. You know, we're proud to support local independent mm-hmm. businesses like that. I like that. Yes. I like that. Yes. Okay, so next on the docket, we're going to check in on the playoff picture. Hey, you, real quick, one more thing about Justition. Their grassroots... So is TCB. We're both uh, grassroots. Proud to be partnered with Justition. Absolutely. Okay, playoff picture. Yes. The wild card race. Let me bring it up on my phone, too. The Buffalo Sabres currently sit in third place in the wild card, 38 points. Three points back of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And a lot of points back of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning are... Uncrowned East... East Uncrowned Atlantic Division champions. Raise the banner. Raise yes. the banner. And then you take a look at the Metropolitan Division, Washington Capitals, 37 points. And then the Metropolitan Division, frankly, just sucks. You look at the Blue Jackets, 34 points. And the Islanders, nobody expected them to be this good, 32 points. And then down in the wild card spot, two Atlantic Division teams. Keep in mind, these two teams would be in second and oh, third no. place if they were in the Metropolitan Division. 36 points to 35 points for the Bruins and the Habs. <sighs> You know what? We don't have as good a lead as I thought on that ninth spot now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a six-point lead. You got six points on the Penguins mm-hmm. and the Red Wings. The Red Wings are kind of surging as of late, 
And the Penguins are the Penguins. They're, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So you just got to keep winning. Got to keep winning. It's important that they keep winning. So, And also we want to update you on the St. Louis Blues and the San Jose Sharks considering that the Sabres have their picks with implications on them. Uh, I mean, not implications. Uh, conditions? Yeah, conditions. Yes, that's the word. So we'll start with the Sharks. They currently sit in second place in the Pacific Division with 37 points. Three back of the Calgary Flames for the top spot. I think the Sharks are going to make the playoffs. Expect the Sabres to have two first-round picks this year. But on the other hand, our friends over in St. Louis just got spanked by the Vancouver Canucks the other night. 6-1, to one, right? Something like that. Yeah. Something. They waived Chad Johnson. We'll find uh, we'll find out in about an hour if he gets claimed. I'd be surprised if he does. If he gets claimed by Philadelphia. Yeah. Or Ottawa. Ottawa's oh, potential right. destination for Chad Johnson. But And then there was a fight that broke out in their practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Robert Bortuzzo and who else? Zach Sanford. Know. Yeah, Zach yeah. Sanford. Mm-hmm. So they currently sit in 29th place with 24 points. Only the L.A. Kings and the Chicago Blackhawks have worse records, both of them tied with 23 points. So I'm interested because there's been a lot of talk, especially in Buffalo, about Vladimir Tarasenko getting moved, Alex Petrangelo getting moved. I wonder if the Blues would actually do this because it doesn't make sense to trade your two cornerstone players like that when you don't have a first-round pick next year? I think it makes sense if you... You can get a first-round pick for Tarasenko mm-hmm. for next year. You can replace that in a whole lot of other assets. I think it makes sense if the Blues look in the mirror and tell themselves, we are not going to win with anything this with this core. I think it is totally worth it. You can get a first-round pick and well beyond that by trading Tarasenko. Mm-hmm. Petrangelo as well. You can get some. You get a good Petrangelo piece for him. makes sense to trade him because he's only got a year left after this year. There's right, a good chance you might big lose rental him piece. Yes, but not a, not even a rental. He's got another year left after this year. Oh, I so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You now is the time to trade him. You you're gonna get the most for him. I think, as I said, the Blues have to take a long hard look at themselves, and say this core has it's 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 run its course. We had our chances in 2013, in 2014, 15, whatever. We had our chances. It passed. The guys that were going to help us get there have gone. And we need to uh, flush out yeah. all the other ones that haven't left yet. Tarasenko is an interesting option for Buffalo. I I really like the idea of getting Tarasenko. He's 26. What do you think of the odds you have to go at middle stat, though? I... You probably have to. Right. But, I mean, if it's Tarasenko coming back, I think, I mean, I love Casey Middlestad, but it's Vladimir Tarasenko. But then, at You're the right. same time, yeah. Yeah. at the same time, I mean, where's your centers? Where are that's your centers? That's true. And then, that's true. you know, I, it's tough. Like, it's tough to even, like, Reinhardt, I would do Reinhardt. You obviously got to give back but, your... Your, yeah, your you would have to pick. give them back their first-round pick, which absolutely you can have it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care. It's Vladimir Tarasenko, $7.5 million for, I think, four more years left after this year. So that's definitely That's something. a darn good deal. Yeah, too. Reinhardt first, Gooley, mm-hmm. Scandella, sign me up. Lukanen. 
Lukanen. Mm. They don't. They, Billy Huso has been doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We'll, yep. we'll see. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, this is all, folks. Yeah. There has been no reports or anything. <laughs> There's been no reports. This connecting is armchair the to Vladimir Tarasenko. We'll, we'll just preface that. Uh, this is all just fan speculating. Right. This has all been just us armchair DMing. Personally, I don't think the Blues are going to trade Tarasenko. He's a guy you should keep. But yeah, other pieces got to. There's got to be. They got to do something because. How are they going to be better next year? How are they going to be better next year? And then there's still people typing away saying the Sabres lost this trade. Like, if they get a top 10 pick, Tage Thompson, and a second-round pick, like, you can rag on Berlin Saboka all you want. Those guys, like, they're throw-ins in the trade. They were throw-ins in the trade from the moment that was announced. It was about Thompson and the two picks. I don't see how you can... Right now, say this is a oh, loss for Buffalo. I mean, O'Reilly's having a good season. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But if the Sabres got a top 10, maybe even top 5 pick next year. Yeah, folks, there's no way the Sabres lost that trade. Not yet. We don't know yet. Nobody right. knows. True. Like, but, oh, goodness. yeah, it's too early to even cut conclusions mm-hmm. and say we lost it. Yeah, because if they... Heck, who knows? Maybe they get the number 1 pick next year. It's probably not going to happen, but... What if they get Alexi Lafreniere with that pick? Who's like that's then that's the worst trade in NHL history. Okay. Uh, Ramuski was on NHL Network the they other night, were. but I was I was working. Oh, I, uh, watched. I can't wait for the juniors. World, G- I hope Lafreniere is playing. I hope so too. Uh, okay. News breaking this morning: Askari Laksanen signs a two-year extension with his club in Finland. So. We were speculating last week that potentially maybe Loxanen comes over and signs an entry-level contract, comes over to Rochester, and looks like we're going to have to wait a couple more years for Oscar Loxanen to come over to North America. It sucks. I wish that he would be coming over, but it is what it is. I'm getting a little scared. Maybe he won't come here. Oh, he, he'll come. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't, I don't want to worry. It's like... You reach so far. If the they board. have his rights for like five years, something like that, there's no. Yeah, there's That's no true. worry. That's He's going to sign eventually. Okay. And there's opportunity here. There's op- definitely there opportunity. There definitely is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Loxon, of course, he's going to be playing for Team Finland. Lots of minutes for him. He's one of the top. He's definitely the top defenseman on. I don't even know how to pronounce the team name. He plays for Ilbes. Ilves, something like that, in Finland, as a 19-year-old, and he's gonna be, he's gonna open eyes at the World Juniors. So I'm excited for Oscari Loxen, also Uko Pekalukin, hoping, hoping that he will have a much better showing at the WJC than he did last year. He did not look good. Uh, you want to talk about surprise teams this season? I do, I do. I saw a post from, I believe it was TSN yesterday on Instagram saying which surprise team do you see keeping it up and they gave four options buffalo is one i'm excluding them because it's sabers and i'm focusing on the teams it was the canadians the ducks and i believe the islanders it was i am going to go with and this might be so you will I'm going to go with Montreal on this. I think because 
Montreal has good goaltending. They don't have a star player, and I think that, that that's a good thing in Montreal's case. One can argue that Shea Weber is a superstar. Was a superstar. Yeah, I think he was a superstar. I think that they're a team. They are a group. They play as a group. They all get along, and I think that goes a long way in having that camaraderie. I think uh, the, the city... The chemistry between Domi and Duran as well. Right. The players are having fun there, and the city is is behind them. We've seen Tata guy. Tata. We've seen Tata. Tomas. We've seen that. I think that Montreal, they can do it. I think they're, they're going to keep defying expectations. Uh, the Islanders are definitely a surprise team for me. I really thought they were going to take a step back without Tavares, but they're even better. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how it's possible, but Barzell stepped into that number one center role, mm-hmm. and somehow... They're better with Barzell producing less, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but the Islanders look good. They lost in a shootout to the Penguins yesterday. Uh, cue the Robin Leonard jokes, but oh. yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, Gensel scored in on his in the shootout, got the game winner, his first ever shootout attempt, beat Leonard five hole. So yeah, definitely cue the Robin Leonard jokes there. It. I'm really picking up a gas smell in here. I'm not smelling any gas. <laughs> I don't know why. You've been saying this before we got on. I'm I don't scared. smell any gas in this room. But but anyways, uh, you know, the the surprise team for me is Calgary. I really didn't expect them to be this good. That was the other one, not the Elias Islanders. Elias Lindholm has been producing like a madman. And Lindholm was a guy that I really wanted Buffalo to trade for in the offseason when it was rumored that he was available. So Calgary's goaltending has been awesome, too. Yeah, Riddich and, and Mike Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. Good goalie tandem there as well. Yeah. So I oh, I think Smith is Mike Smith going to be a free agent this year. Both of them might be. Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Bobrovsky. Let's see. I don't know. I love Riddich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really came out of nowhere. He yeah. kind of had a resurgence or a emergence last year, mm-hmm. and then they they have a couple guys in the minors too, Parsons and John Gillies that really mm-hmm. haven't been given an opportunity yet. So I'm interested to see what happens there. In Calgary, especially if do they still have Mason McDonald? They do, they do. <laughs> he was the first, you know, he was the first goalie picked in the 2014 draft over Thatcher Demko. So that was right. Oh wow, yeah. Demko's good. I've watched a couple of Comets games this year, and he's been he's been a bright spot. I hope he gets a chance next year. For some reason, the Canucks decided to give Anders Nielsen a two-year deal a couple of years ago, so he's buried in the minors. Oh, you want to talk about Corey Schneider? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I told you that, yes, there is an E. There's actually not. Oh, okay. I was just reading. But Corey Schneider, I saw this this morning, is coming up on an entire calendar year of having not won a game. And I, I'm pretty sure he was available in the playoff series against the Lightning. I believe he was the backup. They just chose to go with Kincaid. And I, I, I remember being shocked when I think Scott Wedgwood might have been, might have been their backup when uh, last season when – he was Schneider in Arizona. Was he oh, he traded. was. Yeah. Who would their Who would their backup have been? Uh, I'm not Mackenzie sure. Black. Maybe Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, but yeah, Corey Schneider. I just I don't know what happened to him. He was a blue chip guy with the Vancouver Canucks. Got traded for the ninth overall pick in 2013. He had some. He had some good years with New Jersey there. 
And then he just, I don't know what happened overnight. That's why you don't trade first-round picks for goalies. Exactly. They're, routinely, we, we, learn, we relearn this lesson. I, oh, I, Lord. I haven't heard. <laughs> there's been He's been injured, of course, but there's been no thorough uh, analysis, as John Tavares would say in no. that NHL commercial. There's been no thorough analysis on what has led to Schneider's downfall. He has one, two, three years left on his contract after this at year. Six at million. $6 million per. Oh, I mean, New Jersey has... They have too much cap space as it is, but come on. <laughs> it's a miracle they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. No. I really, they have, like... Their roster was not good. <laughs> absolute no names. Like, Stefan Nozen. Stefan Nason. Miles Wood, even. <laughs> Who else were some guys? They just have guys. Blake Coleman. Yeah. Blake Coleman. Uh, no. Will Butcher's been a scratch this year. What's his name? Jesper Brat. No, Jesper. I like Jesper Brat, but uh, what's his name? He was like one of the guys. Like, who who is this guy? And why is he playing in the NHL? I will bring up. I, no, I'll, I'm going to bring up their cap friendly because right they have been just a team of guys with Taylor Hall. Could you imagine if Taylor Hall wasn't there? Who would they have? Who is Brett Seni? Yes, Brett Seni. Yeah, the guy. The guy that got hit by uh, uh, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson last week. I'm going to look up the Devils. Ben Lovejoy. Ben Andy, Lovejoy. Andy Green is still there. Ben Lovejoy was relevant in like 2008 with the Calgary Flames. <laughs> and I think he had a stint in there with uh, the, the Penguins as well. Eric Tangrady is in that yeah. system. Like, come on. Who are these people? I love it because... Nick Lappin. Yes, that's him. Yes, Nick Lappin. Yes. That's the guy that we would always make fun of on, that, on our podcast last year. I love how they... They're the New Jersey Devils, and they have all of these guys that sound like they'd be characters on The Sopranos. Eric Tangrady. You know, like, and I feel Nick like they've... Lappin. Nick Lappin. Nicky Lappin. Nicky Lappin sounds like a, mob, a mobster. I'm why, why is it so hard to search teams on Elite Prospects? Which, by the way, has become my go-to resource over hockey reference. Like, Elite Prospects is... So it's it's so great, but we are on the topic of the Devils. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to find the Devils. NHL definitely and... better off using cap friendly. You think so? Yeah, I I like Elite Prospects because you like their whole depth chart and whatnot. But the Devils you got Andy Green, Mirko Mueller, uh, Steve Santini. Former that's another. Second, that's another second round pick. Another Sopranos yeah. character, Steve's and Santini. Santini was their first pick in the 2013 draft in the second round. They traded their first-round pick for Schneider, and then they ended up trading down to get Santini, who hasn't really even broken into the league yet. Damon Severson? Severson is good. He's underrated. Like, like their only two real defensemen are Severson and Will Butcher. Who is Joey Anderson? Joey, You don't know Joey Anderson? No. Captain of the World Junior Team the past couple oh, of years? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I. I. Yep. I know the name now. Brian Boyle is still there. Marcus Johansson. Kyle Palmieri. That's another mm-hmm. Palmieri. Travis Zajac is still playing. Drew Stafford. 
Drew, St- I forgot Drew Stafford is playing in New Jersey. If you Where's stats? What's his production looking like? Let's let's take a look. He's number eighteen. He was on a PTO. Yeah. Before the year started. Oh, his picture wow. is still him in the still Sabres. the slug. Seven games, one goal, one, one goal. There you go. Drew Stafford. Wow. He's been around a little bit. Winnipeg, yeah. Boston, New Jersey. All right. Should we go into questions now? Sure. Yeah, okay. we'll go into questions. Uh, it's fun looking at teams with like one guy though. Okay, uh, this one comes from Adam, and he says, "Can you do a long-winded, passionate rant about why Matt Tennyson is playing?" Oh man. I mean, I'm not mad. I, I'm mad that Matt Tennyson <laughs> is playing, but like they're hurt. Like it makes sense that they called him up. If I get that, maybe they want to play Brendan Gooley and Will Bo- no, Will Borgen mm-hmm. down there. But, like, he's not good at hockey. You know, like, okay. He's not good. When, like, when an army in a war is making their final stand to, like, protect the capital and you start arming the civilians, <laughs> that's what happened with Matt Tennyson. We're down to our very – that is the best analogy I can think of for this. And I'm big on analogy. I'm a big analogy guy. But we are arming the civilians now, <laughs> pretty much. Tennyson is – I mean, like, I, I understood, like – them calling him up mm-hmm. just as a just-in-case, like, to have a warm body in the press box. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, like, they need somebody who can actually play. And Brendan Gooley has yes. been – he's been he hasn't been good in Rochester. So I, he, the games that I've seen, he's been not great. Yes. And you know what? Borgen has been good. I, I like Will Borgen. But, it, like, if you're going to call up somebody to play, why don't you call up your young players that are half-decent? At the very least, that are better options than Matt Tennyson. I don't understand, but I'm I mean, going... I drank glue because of this guy. I mean, don't I? I shouldn't. I mean, I shouldn't have said, "Oh, I'll drink glue." Matt Tennyson makes a team, but like, I forgot Matt Tennyson even existed after he got sent down last year. Like, ah. Oh. One day, I'm going to get my PhD in something to do with roster management, one way or another. And my thesis paper, my my doctorate paper, whatever they call it, there's a word for it, is going to be about what good depth is, okay? And somewhere within that paper is going to be having actually good players and what it means to have warm bodies and having a guy to plug in and play. Because when you're talking depth and just having a body, like you said, you got to make sure that body is capable of playing professional hockey at the highest level, okay? We have a guy in Matt Tennyson who can't do that. You get, like Depth is way more than just having guys. And when people say, oh, well, he's a depth acquisition, he's a guy for depth, what does it mean if he can't actually play when you need him to go into can't, that role? He can't even play at the AHL level. Correct. Either. What good is depth if it is not good depth? Because inevitably, these guys are going to have to play because injuries happen, circumstances happen. Yeah, they're they're going to stream injuries. Casey Nelson's not ready yet. Matt, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, oh my God. Matt Hunwick. Yes, geez, I forgot about him. He's day to day still. Marco Scandella's out. Jake McCabe is out. I More mean, like Matt Dunwick because he's. Probably never gonna play again. I mean, they might have to play Matt Hunwick. Indeed, they might have to. Indeed, I'd honestly, I'd rather see Matt Hunwick than Matt Tennyson. I think anybody would say that. Give him a shot at least, but 
He's been skating. We'll see. Maybe he comes back in a week or so, but... I mean, come on. Matt Tennyson's better than Matt Hunwick? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... They need to get healthy again. You're you're missing four defensemen. I mean, like, it's understandable that they've lost so much in a row here. But Pilot, he's been good. As RJ once said about Drew Stafford, we were just talking about uh, Lawrence Pilot may never darken the doors of Rochester again. <laughs> darken the doors. He should never go back to Rochester. That's wait, That's a really nice metaphor, actually. Is that like standing in the doorway, your shadow cast upon Maybe. the door? Rot- Maybe. That's a good saying. Vintage you know, it's Arcade. weird. I was the one doing the ranting this time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's you, funny. That, that felt good. Because <laughs> I think the common perception is like depth, depth, depth. It's this big thing. And I, you don't see it out there a lot. You need good depth. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wish that was touched upon more. I mean, like, I'm not, like, he shouldn't be playing. It should have never gotten to this point. Gouley and Borgen should be playing. But I understand why they're playing Matt Tennyson. Mm -hmm. There's four guys injured. He's probably the next guy in their depth chart. They don't want to play Gouley and Borgen right now. I I understand it. But should it be happening? No. But I'm not, not, like, angry or anything. No, 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 no. I understand. I understand why everyone's furious. Yeah. And for God's sake, I can't believe I drank glue because of Matt. Because remember, waivers are a thing. That's unfortunate. You can't bring up a dude who mm. might have to go through Gouley, waivers. Gouley and Borgen are exempt. I, I checked actually for Gouley. I think he still has another year being waiver exempt unless okay. he plays like a hundred something games. So he's fine. Uh, our tomorrow and Thursday's games must win games. This was posted yesterday. No that question. Comes from Josh. Yeah, you know what? This game against the Kings. You have to win. What What's been lurking have in my to. subconscious is that this is the first must win game since the first Kings game. Mm-hmm. When we were two and three or two and four, whatever it yeah. was. This is the first one since that first Kings game. I thought the Flyers game was a must win game too, but this past one, yeah. But yeah, you, that should have been. You have as well. to win this game. You have to. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to beat. Yeah, there's the no Kings exceptions and here. Coyotes here. You have to. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't lay an egg tonight. I need. I let's see some goals from. Mm-hmm. Heck, I mean, I I would love to see Eichel, Skinner, and Reinhardt score, but somebody else. I want Sherry up. to score. Step up. Sherry's great. Sherry's been cool. well. I mean, he's been hurt a little bit, but he hasn't scored Correct. in a while. Right. Uh, let's middle set. I mean, I love you, Casey. You're my honestly probably one of my favorite players on the team, but let let's start to see the points rack up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried. Just because he's not producing this year doesn't mean he can't produce next year or the year after that or the ten years after that. It's a, he's a rookie. He's trying to find his own in the NHL. He's trying to grow his defensive game. Mm-hmm. As a center, he, he's going to need that defensive. He's learning game. on the job. Yes, and I'm not worried about him. He's not worried about the scoring either because mm-hmm. scoring has always come natural naturally to him. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about middle set, but hey, pot a couple tonight. Why not? It's mm-hmm. the Kings. It's the Kings. This w- team should be able to beat the Kings. Matt Luff. Have you ever heard of Matt Luff before? How about Matt Luff is playing on the team's second line? Don't they have a dude named like Amadio? Michael Amadio. Yeah, uh, another Sopranos character. Yes, exactly, exactly. They just claimed Nikita Sherbeck and Brennan Leipzig off waivers. Two waiver claims. They're in their top six. Like, come on, like. Beat the Kings, cave their heads in, <laughs> smash them to the ground, and pull. Make them pull. Calvin Peterson, for Christ's sake. Were they the Come ones? Come on. 
like light <laughs> the sky up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I don't want exactly. to. If Cal Peterson is making forty saves tonight, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. No, I'm going to be furious. I'm sitting in the third row tonight. I'm gonna be having a front view of Cal Peterson right in front of me, and if they can't beat this guy, I'm going to be furious. Mm-hmm. Like, they win the game, for God's sake. Come on! Do you think the majority of folks going to the game tonight have been paying attention the last couple years to actually boo Cal Peterson when he comes on the ice? I hope so. I am going to boo him. I don't care what you think You got to be pounding CBA rights. This guy, boo him. This is a public service announcement. Pound on the glass... This guy, I, I mean, it was, his, sign. it was his right not to come here. It was his right. It but was. that is a boatload of BS. Mm-hmm. Cal should have signed here. He couldn't. Heck, they, it could it could have been like a Peterman and Allen situation yeah. if, they, if they went uh, uh, Peterson and Allmark. But, I mean, if Peterson signed, maybe they let, no, maybe they even let Allmark go to Vegas. Or, who knows? History changes if... No, actually, Peterson would have been exempt from the expansion draft anyway, so never mind. Disregard that. But, I mean, I'm I'm mad. I'm mad. Like, light this guy up like a Christmas tree. And it sucks because he's playing good. He's had, he's had a good season. He's been solid for the Kings on this call-up. Didn't we still have Peterson's rights during the expansion draft? I think that was the offseason where he left. Okay. I, I want to say that, but, yeah, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Light this guy up like a Christmas tree. If Jack Eichel scores four goals tonight, oh, my God. I'm going to soil myself in the stands. Yes. We have we have thrashed the Kings. Yes. Late. That was Skinner late. scored the hat trick against the Kings earlier this season. Right. Let's see it again. He's last been quiet. year. He hasn't really done much the past few games. Let's see it. Let's see it. Score a couple. Last tonight. year, we forced Peter Budai to be pulled, and I think mm-hmm. they put in Jeff Zatkov or Jeff Campbell. Yeah. Jeff Zatkov. Jack Campbell. Yeah. I think it was Jeff Zatkov. Yeah. Or I think we're thinking about the year before. Where yeah, Eichel, Eichel had an amazing goal. I Eichel remember. sniped I the one where yeah. Gary Thorne was commentating yes, for them. Yes, Gary yeah. Thorne. Oh, jeez. Okay, let, we got to move on to other questions. Uh, what moves do you think we will make at the trade deadline? Uh, I can't see your name. Sorry, but uh, they need a center. Mm-hmm. They need a winger. Our right shot defenseman would be okay. Mm-hmm. They have a surplus of left-handed shot D, where. They could definitely... Ooh, okay, we have breaking news. <laughs> Patrick Berglund is going to miss tonight's game with an illness. That means Zemgus Gergensen's will not be a healthy scratch. Why be back in the lineup. out in the first I don't place. understand, but... I mean, that was a question that we... I just scrolled past, but... Gergensen's has been a healthy scratch lately, but he's back in tonight. Mm-hmm. He should not be in the press box over Patrick Berglund. I will say that. But back to the question at hand. Yeah, so they need a center. They need a scoring winger to play with Casey Middlestat. And they need maybe a right-handed shot defenseman. Are they going to get all of that? Probably not. But yeah, they need to make. They need to, if they're going if they plan on tr- attempting at a long playoff run here, they're going to need some some uh, hired guns here to help out the cause. But I think one thing that people are forgetting about due to this winning that ten-game winning streak, this they're still rebuilding, mm-hmm. and this isn't a finished product yet. Absolutely, they need. To keep in mind that they're still a young team, they need to develop their players properly. They need to keep their picks. They can't mortgage their future again. So you gotta, you have to be mindful that they're still a rebuilding hockey club. Depending where we're at the deadline, 
if we're still winning, if we're still in contention, yeah, you go after a center. I'd like another D-man as well. Uh, definitely those two over another winger. But if you're losing, I think you trade Skinner. Mm. I do. Like where in the standings? Uh, if you're out of it. Like, like, complete, like if they go out and, if you and completely if they lose like 15 games in a row. And they're yeah, like if, if the foundation the falls from under us, then yeah. But I would still try and sign him. Because I think at this point in the rebuild, it's more important to get good players in the fold. Because like, you're going to need a guy like Skinner. Like we've been saying it before. Mm-hmm. Like If you can get him signed, no, no matter yeah. what, the first priority should be to sign Skinner. If he's not budging, if he's asking for too much, and they're out of it, then... He's okay. a guy that money is supposed see, to go to. Yeah. yeah. See what you can – like, if they're out of it and he's asking for too much and you, your contract talks aren't going anywhere, then you're probably going to see Skinner get traded. Because if they're out of it and, like, they're, in, like, seventh last in mm-hmm. the league and they can't get a contract done, they're not going to keep him. Exactly. They're going to trade him. And then maybe they revisit talks in the off season. Who knows? But Correct. I, like, imagine what you can get for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, 20 goals already. Mm-hmm. You're talking first-round pick, B-plus prospect, roster player, another pick. Who knows? But I don't even want to think. Of, excuse me. I don't even want to think about that. I want Skinner long-term. Who and piggybacking off of that, yes, again, who would be a good fit for a second-line center? Kevin Hayes is probably. Oh, that's a good one. But he's making five point like five point three, so that's going to be tough to manage cap-wise. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. Part ways with Scandella or Bogosian, Bolu. Somebody with cap is going to have to go to make that even work. But mm-hmm. I, I like Kevin Hayes as an option. Uh, is Chad Johnson done in the NHL? That comes from Kyle. I don't think so. I think there's a real chance he gets claimed because he's he's. I'd say he's still a higher end backup, even though his he's I, not I as good. I agree with that. I think he is one of the worst backups in the league. <laughs> But, like, yeah. look at what he did last year here. And nobody expected him to be that bad. And then he's, for lack of a better term, garbage mm-hmm. in St. Louis this year. If he goes unclaimed, I think he's done. I think around the league, though, his name still has some kind of yes. weight to it. So I, I, I'm hesitant to say he's done. But it's a very thin margin for me if he's done or not. Uh, okay. What's going to happen if they lose to L.A. and Arizona? That comes from Brock. Well, you can hear probably a very nice and epic rant on next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tone gets a lot I think sadder. fright starts to settle in mm-hmm. to Sabres fans if they lose these next two games. Yeah. I know for me personally, I am going to lose all confidence in this team if mm-hmm. they lose these next two games. Because top playoff teams... You're supposed to beat two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. You're supposed to. You have to win these two games. And if they, like, you're going to have to shake out the lines. I know it's sacrilegious to say that, oh, take Skinner off Eichel's wing, but they got to get scoring somehow. You have to spark scoring. They can't rely on one line to get this done. Not at this point. And people will point to Boston and Colorado being carried by one line, but, I mean, that for the most part, doesn't work. You need no. secondary scoring. Uh, lots of questions about trades. Uh, home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2? Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to quick shout out uh, 
DJ's interview with Ryan Stimson yeah. of The Athletic. You can catch that on iTunes or SoundCloud. We posted that last week. Definitely give that a listen. DJ is a very good host. Yes. Very good. Uh, yeah, we talked about the Sabres power play woes as well. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of questions about the power play, I think. Go listen to DJ's interview with Ryan. Lots of answers about the Sabres struggling yeah, power play. Yeah, and Ryan is actually very... He focused on the little things, which I like about the power play, mm-hmm. and um, very, very insightful chat. I think uh, you can learn a thing or two from listening to that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Bonus episode there. Uh, next one comes from Dom. Who is the next Saber to get their jersey number retired? I'm going to say Jack Eichel. I'm going to say Ryan Miller. I, there, I do not think there's any way Ryan Miller's number gets retired. I think so. I don't think it will ever happen. Man. I just don't see it. You and I are on two different ecosystems, not, not solar systems, when it comes to our views on Ryan Miller. I love Ryan Miller. <laughs> I think he was great, but I don't think he deserves his number to be retired. Nobody's worn 30 since. I mean, people have worn 26. They've worn 29. Yeah. They've worn 48. Those players don't deserve their numbers retired either. Vanek's 48. number? No. Breer was only here for like three, four years. That's true. I mean, Miller deserves it more than him, but same thing with Drury. Like, you can't, like, you can't retire every number. I know, like, people, especially in Buffalo, like, they haven't won anything. The only players that deserve to have their numbers retired are Dominic Hasek and Gilbert Perrault. If you're looking That's at it, it from a truly exclusive you are, club. You are supposed to... The best of the best. For an entire era, though, we're saying Ryan Miller was this team. Yes. I think you got to honor him. Statue. That could work. I think, like, some of, like but, what Toronto did before they retired all their numbers a couple years ago for the 100th anniversary, honor the players. A I, ring yeah. of honor. Toronto. Like, something like that. To have, like, how many numbers do this, does this team have retired right now? Like, seven, eight? Like, that's too much. That's why I think that uh, Eichel or Darlene are the next ones to do it. I just don't see anybody that has played in the past or is currently playing besides Eichel and Darlene that will be retired. I don't think uh, Danny Gare should have his. I I mean, Danny Gare is very good, but, like, same thing with Rick Martin. Like, Rick Martin and, and uh, Rene Robert, fantastic players. D- tons of history with the French Connection, but they shouldn't have their numbers retired. The statue in Alumni Plaza is enough. And I know I'm going to get hate for this. I don't care. Having, like, look at Montreal. Like, they, like, half the numbers are retired for them. Like, guys are wearing but 80s, 70s. Like, come on. It seems ridiculous, but, like, they've been around so long that it's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. You know? But, like, the same, like, they've never won a cup. They've they've been good for, for the most part, their franchise history. But they shouldn't have... Them nearly enough numbers retired as they do. Like Eichel or Darlene, that's the bottom line. And I don't think that there's any other guys that it would happen to. I just don't see it. I am a firm believer that Ryan Miller. I was thinking about this this morning, actually. Okay? I was in the hallway waiting for you to come in, and I was. Because Miller got hurt last night. Mm. And. Oh God. And I was reading. Uh, you know, because they, they, they traded for Jeff Glass. So, you know, Miller's yeah. probably going to be out a bit because they need goalies in the organization. So, I was thinking, man, it's going to happen. Because there was a whole d- discussion in this Reddit thread 
about uh, whether or not he's actually a Hall of Famer. And people are saying, you know, you say it's Hockey Hall of Fame, sure. Other local Hall of Fames, sure. Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, absolutely. Right. USA Hockey Hall of Fame, absolutely. I don't think Ryan Miller's a Hall of Famer. I just don't. I don't, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer anymore. But I think you got to retire his number. I don't know. Few players have had an impact that he did on, on the community. That's another thing. The community is a big thing. He was here, what was it, uh, nine good years. And he was a, he was probably the most consistent goaltender in the league over that time. Olympic gold, no, Olympic silver medal. Mm-hmm. Vesna. Vesna. I mean, he's borderline. I, I just... You at this point you can't retire everybody's number because then if you retire Miller's number then you got to retire Bannock's number. Well, there no you don't. Number, no, you don't. I, I mean, no, 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 no. Mogilny. I no, mean, there's no. there's so many like really good players that. that have played in this organization. But you, Miller, there's got to be some guys that just like ah oh, didn't cut it. Miller can't retire. You can't everybody. deny Miller has been a step above all those guys. Miller is like an icon around here. I, no, it's Eichel. Eichel's the next guy. I don't Ryan Miller. I understand the argument. I just don't it's not gonna happen. It's not. He needs to be back with this organization in some capacity. I don't think he would. <sighs> you're, I, I, you're killing me right now. I don't now. think he would. Oh my god. I th- it seems like he's pretty adamant about staying with his family in California. Oh, well, I'm not saying get him back. I'm not I, saying I mean, play I mean, for us. No, I, I mean like front office role. What about I ambassador? Don't, I don't see it happening. Like some kind of ambassador will have send him to hospitals and whatnot. Like uh, Danny Gare does. You know, the Maybe. alumni signing autographs in alumni plaza. Does Danny Gare still live here? I don't know. Probably does. But like I don't think Miller would move back to Buffalo or anything or even a front no, office No, he doesn't role, have to move back here. I'm saying we gotta extend that, that olive branch if you will. Yeah. And let him know, I hey, you're it. still part of our family, we well, they still should do that you. with all of their alumni. That's true. Yeah, except Miller. like Miro Shatan and yeah. uh, all those guys. Miro uh, Shatan, Slava Kozlov. Slava. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Darcy Regeer would always say that only two players have ever told him that he didn't. They didn't like their time in Buffalo. I'm pretty sure Slava Kozlov was mm-hmm. one. And maybe Andre Sakara was the other. Wow. Yeah, I, I think it was Andre Sakara. I'm not sure. I remember being. A, I know Sakara didn't like it here, but I I remember being a wee little lad and my parents and brothers and whatnot saying how Slava Kozlov was some like nuisance. <laughs> but uh, okay, we're gonna move on from this question. Yeah. There's a lot of tension in this. Room Good right discussion. Now. Uh, who do you dislike more, Boston or Toronto? That comes from Colin. Boston. I dislike Toronto more. I just, I can't stand... I, d- I dislike Boston sports mm-hmm. as a whole. New England Patriots, Boston Red Sox. They're arrogant. Yeah. Boston sports fans, they just annoy me. I just... Not. But Tor- the Toronto Maple Leafs, and more likely they're lunatic... Mo- no. More so <laughs> they're lunatic fans. Yeah. The 85% Toronto Lunatic fans. Yeah. It just annoys me. They think that they're better than everyone else. And the argument where, like, oh, at least we won a cup, eh? No, you won the cup before the Sabres were even a thought. Before half the league was before, a thing. Before 90, even 90% of the league wasn't even around when you won the cup last. Get off your high horse. Yeah. And, oh, my they God. They haven't even sniffed the conference final. Well, they since sniffed it ni- once. Since 99. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. mopped the floor with them. Come on. Shut up. 
I feel, there's more to be said about this, I feel like. Yes. Because, <laughs> okay, there's one player I don't like on Toronto, and that's Kadri. I think Kadri is a stooge. I hate him. I shouldn't say hate. I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I'm sorry. I don't hate Najm Kadri. I don't like him as a player. I don't like him as a player, yes. Uh, Boston, though, <sighs> Marchand is just human trash in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Licking guys' faces, disgusting stuff. It's like for the year for years now they've been the the schnoz factory. They all have big noses, or they all had big noses. Chara, Chara <laughs> Lucic, Krejci probably has a big nose. Just listen to his name. Uh, Marshan, the punchable face. Just the 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 schnoz. Oh, factory. I hate them both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. but like Toronto just takes the cake there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, someone is asking for advice on a jersey. Captain LaFontaine jersey or a Captain Eichel jersey, which one should he buy? Mm. I'd say, what do you have anything now? If you have, like, a bunch of current Sabre jerseys now, I'd go for LaFontaine. If you have a lot of former Sabre jerseys, I'd go with the Eichel, but can't go wrong with either one. Yeah, yeah either one's fine. What are your preferences? Uh, feeling? Sam asks, would you rather have Vladimir Tarasenko or Jeff Skinner? Oh, wow. I think Jeff Skinner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. But I think I'm going to say Tarasenko. I I mean, I think Tarasenko is a better player. But they're both really mm-hmm. good. Don't don't shoot me. Any, anyways, uh, what do you think Alex Nylander will develop into line projection points? I want, oh boy. Mm. I'm going to say more of a second line guy. Contribute on the power play. Yeah. 50, 60 if he's lucky points. I think he's going to be like a 40 point. 40? 40 to I mean, mid if 40s he's on the guy. Third, like, again, I say this every week. you got to forget about that draft. Mm-hmm. you just got to forget about it. I mean, the whole entire history of this team changes. Right. If they pick Mikhail Sergachev or Charlie McAvoy. I mean, like... You don't have Rasmus Dahlin. You don't, like, come on. What's more important, having Mikhail Sergachev and Brady Kachuk or Rasmus Dahlin? Right. Come on. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, Neeland, even if he's on the third line, produces 40, 50 points. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as he's a contributing player to this team going forward, I don't understand the problem. you got to forget about the draft status. You, you can throw draft status out the door. Once they come into this organization, into the NHL, like, you get drafted, it doesn't matter. Like, go through every draft, and you go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, all the way down to 30, 31. Is the, most, most of the time, the best player isn't even picked at the top. Mm-hmm. The second best, the second pick in the draft, most of the time, not even the second best player in the draft. 2017, Pedersen is probably the best Patterson, player in that draft. Yes. I mean, is Nolan Patrick the second best player out of that draft class? No. Is he even the fifth or sixth best player in that draft class? No, he's not. I mean, if Nylander comes into the NHL next year and has 50 points, what are we going to be saying? Oh, thank God we picked Alex Nylander. Mm-hmm. Thank God he took a little bit to develop because we want to have Rasmus Dahlin. So, again, stop with the revisionist history. Ooh, okay. Lewis pointing out here, Derek Broussard is a potential trade option. Oh. Not if the Penguins are in it. I don't think the Penguins trade Derek Broussard. But who yeah, knows? not to a team they're competing with, especially. He would definitely be an option. But mm-hmm. the Penguins gave up a first-round pick and a decent prospect for him. So I don't think 
they're not gonna ask for less than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find one more to finish off on, or not, <laughs> <laughs> or not. Okay, yeah, we're gonna cut it off there. Again, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening week in and week out. Uh, again, check out a couple articles, new articles on thechargingbuffalo.net. Bill from The Charging Buffalo did a interview with me the other day. It just got posted. Check it out. Asking me about the Sabres, Rochester, prospects, other personal questions. You want to get to know me on a more personal level, I guess. Luke mm-hmm. is up next. He's I'm next. Do- uh, Bill's going to do a feature article on him as well. Again, check out uh, DJ's interview with Ryan Stimson of The Athletic. It was the last track posted on the SoundCloud. You can also find it on iTunes. And again, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're just listening to us for the first time, we hope you enjoyed and we hope you stick around again. We hope we, hope we enjoyed you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we hope... We enjoy you, we of course. Hope, no, we hope that you enjoyed... <laughs> listening to us today geez that came out different than i expected but yes uh if you made it this far into the show yeah you're a real one yes absolutely oh uh, and you wanted to give a shout out to uh to a listener that that has become friend of the show status oh yes yes, yes. uh our good friend ike daddy yes has earned himself we need to get a a a, a you know like those things you put plaques on yes. those uh whatever they're called we need to get one of those and put Ike Daddy's name. He is in the Listener Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Ike Daddy, we thank you very much for listening, for the constant interaction on Twitter with us. Um, everybody, keep up the feedback. We appreciate Love everyone. It. Maybe one day you will find yourself on the, Next to Ike Daddy's the, name the plaque the, of fame. In the TCB Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes, but yes. Again, follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL, Luke on Twitter as well at LVKETCB. And again, go check out Justition, our partners over there. Use code Marino at checkout, M A R I N O, for 10%. Lots of good stuff there. If you're still in a crunch for the holidays for shopping, Justition can hook you up. Absolutely. Bunch of bunch of good stuff. Think there. outside the box. Yes. Don't just go to the Fanatics. Mm-hmm. And, no? you, and use the code ten percent. Yeah. Why not? Everyone loves deals. Everyone loves ten percent. Why not? And so. you're supporting local. Yes, yeah, supporting grown, supporting local grassroots organizations. Grassroots, yes, indeed. So again, we'll be back. Hopefully, talking about a couple wins and not a seven or eight game losing streak. So yeah, again, if you enjoyed, let us know. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you.